is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hi, I'm Bran, and I'm just over here loving Hallmark movies. I'm Dan. I despise Hallmark movies. And I'm Tyler Hines, and I'm just grateful to be in the presence of two attractive guys. And, and this, this is, is the Deck the Hallmark, Hallmark podcast. podcast. What a day. Yeah. What a day. Yeah, you know, there's a little bit of background there. We had Tyler on for a full interview about a year ago to this to the day almost. Yeah. Like it's almost a year ago. And we've been trying to get him back since and he's you know, Tyler's a pretty high maintenance guy and there was a lot of back and forth negotiation with his agents and what we landed on was he would appear but he also had to tell us we were attractive. That was the that was, it. That was the give and take. So he honored his end of the agreement. Tyler, thanks so much, man. We really appreciate that. It was a painful decision, but I made it, and here I am. Absolutely. Well, uh, it's so good to have you back, pal. Uh, I'm very excited to talk to you and catch up with you. Um, how's it been going for you, you know, COVID and all that stuff? You're surviving, you're living, you're there. Yeah, it's good. I can't complain, you know. Obviously, things are wild, but uh, that's nothing new. But wait, was it a year ago that I was on the show? It was yeah. a year ago, but then I... You You've done some on, things for us over the You came the, on the in year. July, right? And you reviewed a movie? Okay. Yeah, you reviewed a movie with us. Okay. Was that? Your interview for Before Winter in Vail, a movie that I adored, by the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you loved that one. You, yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you came on for the full interview then. That's what right. you came on for. Okay. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> um, Tyler, uh, yeah. very, very excited to talk about a movie that's coming out here soon um, and uh, just a couple weeks, a week and a half now at this point. Wow. Very excited. But I got, we, you, there's been so much that has happened since we talked to you last, so much. including you winning a Decky Award, which I think is yeah. really that, the pinnacle. A Decky yeah. and a Hallmarky Award. All in the same week. How has your life changed? How, are you able to go outside? No, phone's ringing off the hook and uh, just being accosted everywhere I go. Yeah, and I didn't uh, I didn't see it on your IMDb page, so I'm sure you're going to add it at some point. Um, it just yes. it's taken a little oh, bit to... Um, to get there. Messages uh, have been sent and things are being addressed. Yes. <laughs> All my awards should be. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, since we last talked to you, you did um, a Christmas movie, uh, 12 Dates of Christmas. On the 12th uh, date of Christmas. I, I, whatever. 12 Dates of Christmas is a Mark Paul Gossler movie. Zach, Zach Morris from yeah, Saved by the Zach Bell. Zach Morris. Um, I, are you like me where uh, Christmas is really what I care for, right? That's why I watch these movies. I watch them for the Christmas. Um, is there any more joy in acting in these movies when there's Christmas spirit uh, afloat or, or no? You mean like versus doing a movie? Yeah, versus doing movie? just a, like a winter movie or a, a spring movie. Christmas has got to add a little pizzazz, right? That's a good question. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think when you do a Christmas movie, it does feel a little bit different. There's a lot of decorations that get involved. The snow is fun when you're trying to be romantic and someone's getting pelted with a snow machine. That's always beautiful and stunning to look at. Um, yeah, there, there, uh, there is something a little more magical about the Christmas movies. You're absolutely right. It's, yeah. it's the decor, it's the atmosphere. It's, it's all of that. And if you're lucky enough to shoot something that's not like in the dead of summertime, it feels even more festive. Mm, I yeah. love it. And when did you, when did you shot uh, 12 
dates, uh, I imagine closer to the fall uh, ish because of COVID restrictions. Is that correct? When was that? No, I think that was like July. Oh wow! So it was like one of the one of the quicker ones back. Wow. Yeah, it was one. Yeah, it was one of the first ones back, and uh, yeah, it was it was toasty. We had a lot of snow machines, and uh, it was it was pretty heavily focused on the city of Chicago and like different landmarks in Chicago. Did you do any uh, you know, extensive research on the city of Chicago to make it not feel like you were just a, a just a phony, just a phony? Uh, short answer is uh, no. I was just a phony. Yeah. Oh, it showed. Tyler. That's more than fair. More than fair. Now, Tyler, you've done seven of these movies since 2018. Wow, so, that's got to be one of the most. Gotta for, be, uh, and that's. For, since falling for you. So fall of 18 to, and I'm including it was always you in February. So really in, what is that? All of 19, all of 22 and a half years, you've done seven of these movies. That's getting it done right there, sir. I mean, that is that is really working a lot of Hallmark movies. Are, are you just exhausted? Are you tired? Or are you ready for, for them to send you a whole barrel more scripts? Uh well, thank you, Daniel. I appreciate all the all the uh, compliments on how many Hallmark movies I've done in such a short period is of time. That what, is, that, is that embarrassing, Tyler? I, no, the, it's not. It's, yeah. I'm very proud of yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I, these movies are hard work, and, and uh, I put a lot into them, and so do a lot of other people. And uh, no, very, very, very proud. I just I just like that you're giving me this compliment. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I'm here for it. That's what I'm here for. Let me ask, here's a better version of the question. Do you, yeah. you're at this point that you're a Hallmark stud, you're, you're, you're offer only, you're a big deal. How many scripts do you read through when you get tossed Hallmark scripts to find the one? Like, is it a, when they send you a Hallmark script, you go, okay, I can, I know you, I know you like to work on your character. I know that's important to you. Do you read it? Do you get the script and you go, I can make this work? Or do you keep waiting for the right script? Like, do you, do you go through three or four before you get the one you want? I get one and I do that one. That's how it's been. Wow. Okay. It's that simple. I think, I think for, I think for most of us, that is the case. I mean, you guys talk to a lot of us. You must, you must know. I mean, I think I don't know unless you're one of the, uh, maybe, maybe it's different for the leading ladies, but I think for us guys, um, at least a schmo like myself, you know, I get a script, I read it. And, uh, luckily they've all been, um, nice scripts and so I, I uh I, I usually find a way into it pretty pretty well right away. Is uh there a script that you've gotten with that you were most excited about right like right off the bat? Um or are you kind of the same level of this is cool uh over all of them? No, they 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 do vary. Um certain ones come with certain hurdles. Generally the, the process when I read these scripts is like um I'm starting to figure out what is it that's valuable about this story? What is it that makes this movie possibly unique um, by comparison to the other movies? Because as we all know, they're quite similar in nature. Um, and then what are the things that I need to uh, possibly avoid or, 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 uh, or steer away from these, these movies, you know, there have a certain, quality to them it's like you know you watch avatar you're not watching a, a james cameron movie thinking about all the plot holes or all the you know possible dialogue flaws you're you're trying to make the world believable and these movies are are um are uh are kind of 
similar in that nature that the value is elsewhere. So, um, when I read these scripts, yeah, I, I, uh, I, uh, I, I do have different reactions. The last, the, the last script, um, the one that's coming out, it was always, you was a very good read. The first draft that I read that particular draft was, uh, um, maybe, maybe the best I'd read not to, to, to point anybody out, but it was just, it was really well done in a lot of little detailed ways that, um, that made it a nice read. Wow. Of course, a lot of things happen between, you know, when you read it. Of course. It. Um, let me ask you this. Now, you can't say uh, it was always you. What, which one, looking back at the six that you've done over the last couple of years, which one are you most proud of? Which one are you say, yeah, that upon watching it, not just my performance, but the film as a whole, I'm most proud of this one. Um, I feel like I've been pretty lucky and I'm, say this genuinely but i feel like i've been pretty lucky that the quality has been pretty good uh i think the one that's coming out um me and aaron had a good uh working relationship she's very talented and and we worked pretty hard on this one and i think the script starting in in the shape that it did kind of got us excited and, and put us in a frame of mind that helped to make it a very good one so this this is definitely up there i thought winter and bale was really beautifully made and the fact that it was actually shot in, in uh, Colorado and, and in, in Calgary in the winter, in the snow, like it felt very authentic. There was good production value there. I thought uh, those are good. And I thought the, the first one uh, it's Christmas Eve, you know, Leanne sang and the music that Daryl and her wrote, I thought was pretty, uh, pretty exceptional. Um, and it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. Uh, Brand has, Bran has to do that every time someone mentions <laughs> I don't remember the, I don't remember the rest of the words. I just it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. And then it's Those songs were in my head. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for months afterwards, I was singing those songs. You, I can't I can't tell you. Yeah. Yeah, do you have a good singing voice, Tyler? We've never heard you sing. Uh, angelic, some say. Yeah. <laughs> Give me just it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> Give it to no. Nope. Get out of here, Brad. He, he said no. He said no. So you didn't want to compete. You, you didn't t- want to compete. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, not with Brand. Who would? Next uh, to you, I can't. I can't follow that up. I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Dan. You. Uh, you told us, you've told us off air before, like, hey, nobody comes to these movies to see somebody who's not charming or who's not likable. Um, and you're right. But I feel like over the last six months or so, uh, Hallmark's starting to give a little bit more leeway in that regard. Um, your, in fact, your character in the beginning of uh, On the Twelfth Day of Christmas is a little not like, charming. Not charming for the first, gosh, probably 30, 45 minutes of the movie. Um, was that kind of refreshing to get to play someone who's not immediately just the best person? And do you feel like moving forward, and I don't know how much you can tell us about the new one, but moving forward, there's a possibility for more of that in the future. I mean, I can only speak from my own experience and my experience has been, you know, I've come into this world. I've tried to understand the brand and what they try to do as much as I can and then try to do what I can to make it as interesting or compelling as possible, given the, framework that I'm allowed to work within. And so like 12 dates, for example, he's talking about that. When I read that script, um, I thought, you know, there is an element to this movie that's, I think a lot of women might relate to and, and maybe find refreshing to see portrayed in one of these movies where you have a guy who is, uh, 
mansplaining, behaving inappropriately in, in some regards, not being very uh, accommodating to, to her ability to do her job. And I thought it would be doing a disservice to the story to, to pull that and, and just make it kind of fluff and to actually have him be that way, not maliciously, but um, unknowingly and um, having her, you know, obviously prove herself to herself as part of that story, I feel like there was maybe some catharsis for women, some subtext in there that might be kind of nice because it's reflecting a real life. So, I mean, I made that decision, you know what I mean? Uh, I guess obviously they allowed me to do that and they, you know, put it in the movie. So, um, so yeah, whether it's changing behind the scenes, I don't know. Uh, I know everybody over there is genuinely trying to, to do good work and are very, very kind, thoughtful, hardworking individuals like as far as the executives there that I've experienced and met. Um, so I think, yeah, I think with anything, it's like these things evolve organically. We're all working hard towards something. And as somebody pushes the envelope a little bit or tries something a little bit new and refreshing, and then people around see that that's okay. And the fans respond to it positively, then the whole brand can sort of shift and evolve. And so it's, I think it's, it's a reaction to the fans wanting certain things and reaction to maybe the artists who are making them pushing it in that direction. And so, yeah, I think over time it'll just keep evolving, getting better. Even, even the movie we just did is, is a little bit dangerous in some respects. Um, Dan mentioned it, but you've done a a lot of these over the last two and some change. And I, I believe it's more than any other, uh, male, um, maybe Andrew Walker's up there as well. Yeah. He's got to be. Close. Um, but what, what do you, why do you, th- why do you think that it is for you? What's, what's the, I'm not asking you to brag about yourself, but you, I, you can, what's the secret sauce of Tyler Hines, the Holmberg movies that is made it to where you're kind like, I would say you're up there in the, the, the top three of the most popular yeah. uh, guys out there. So what are, what are you doing and what can I do to make people like me? Like, like that. It's <laughs> a great question, Brand. Um, let's see. Uh, wear less shirts. Yeah. Maybe give that a try. That could be your thing. Shirtless brand. Shirtless brand. Not, I, again, it's, I want, people. I want people to like, like me, Tyler. <laughs> I love how he didn't answer any of the stuff about bragging on himself. He went straight to the, how can we make brand popular? <laughs> And that yeah, is a million dollar question. question. Yeah, no, because yeah, yeah. I, I, here's what I here's what I see, Tyler. Yeah, I see um, a guy who made a couple of these movies and immediately started engaging with the fans, which is huge. Like Hallmark is very they they they're in touch, they're in tune with what their fans are wanting, and they're giving it to them. Um, and you did that very early on for you, and so there's a there's a uh, you do you do great work, and you're super likable and charming and all that stuff. But it's really your your relationship with the fans that I think makes uh, all the difference for uh, kind of you continuing to get these roles because it's what the people the people want. The people want you. That's what I'm trying to say. So then tell so tell me that, Brand. So because this is an interesting perspective because I don't have this perspective. I only sort of did what I was doing. I didn't have a conversation with Hallmark about fans. I didn't, I didn't know anything. I, I, I think I've met some of the PR people in, in passing and when we've dealt on different things, but there's been never any conversation about any of that. But so tell me your observation. You're saying that 
you think that the secret sauce was in the beginning, I started engaging with the fans in a way that they engaged back you and said, that made an impact. You said, I believe a year ago, like you actually try to respond to every single tw- like tweet. You're like, it's already getting hard, but every single like tweet that, that, that's, that talks to you or Instagram post, you try your best to engage and respond, which we like, all of these actors are great and they do that. Like they try to do that, but we we found in just not only dealing with you, but seeing your activity on social media, that that was important to you. Like people were watching this and they cared and you love that they cared enough to, to, to shout, shout you out or whatever. And you needed to respond to that. I don't know how you're possibly like in within the Hallmark world, your, your star is just like shot up so big. I don't know how you're possibly keeping up with all that, but I think early on, uh, what we found, like even in a podcast where I give, you know, Hallmark movies a hard time on a regular basis is having that engagement with the audience whenever they message us and just said, hey, I like this episode or you forgot to do, say this or this actually technically, you know, you were wrong about this. We were like, we try to respond whenever we can to that kind of stuff because yeah. we, we still can't believe people listen to us do it. Whereas, yeah. Yeah. Every, you know, at this point, you're a known commodity. And and, and I, th- I think what Bram was saying is, is your initial engagement was a, that's a huge part of it. I mean, that's a huge part of building a, a Hallmark brand in, in, in a sense. I mean, you've been on Letterkenny and you did, you had recon come out, correct? But you've been pretty much doing a ton of Hallmark lately. And I think people notice that they notice that you care about your character and that you want to engage and, and, and you've been successful at it so far. Interesting. What? I mean, I'm hearing your guys' perspective and you guys probably have a better bird's eye view than I do. I'm just, for me, to answer your question, Brent, how do you become popular? I don't know how to answer that. How I became apparently popular, you're saying, in this <laughs> world? I don't know how to answer that either, but I can tell you this. Um, a while ago, I made the decision to just... I think there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of stuff happening, a lot of people talking, a lot of people yelling, a lot of things happening. And I just, for me personally, I sort of followed a motto of just shut up and be sick. Just <laughs> shut up. Be the guy that you think is the guy that you like. Like if you think in the scenario that you're faced with, what would be the cool thing to do that you think is like, Hey, that's a cool thing to do. Just do that thing. And I made it that simple. And so I do that as much in my life as I can, whether it's talking to a supplier of lumber for my cottage, if I'm going to sit there and talk to him for a while, or I'm, you know, close friends with the guy who rents me my car at Hertz. He's like my buddy. Now, you know, we talk to each other on Instagram. Um, I just like genuine interactions. I like people just being themselves and being comfortable. I, I answer every text. I answer every email. If you look at my phone, there's no notifications that haven't been answered. Is that a personality? Is that a personality thing, Tyler, where if you see notifications, it bothers you. Like you got to clear that out. It's not that it's like, I have an issue when I'm talking to someone, if they don't acknowledge me when I speak, like if I say something to you and a lot of people do that now with phones and stuff like that, they maybe heard you, but they don't say a response to you. I find this bizarre. I think like you just, when someone talks to you, you respond. And if somebody's, you know, engaging with you, you engage back. And even if their engagement is kind of inappropriate, like some of the things I read and stuff is wild, but I still feel like, you know, someone took the, the time to write that, yeah. and, you know, 
for, for me to like see it and then they see that I saw it and then I don't respond, that probably hurts a little bit. I don't want them to feel that. So I'm just like, I try to just acknowledge people and I, I, with social media and all that, it's, it's not something I'm particularly super into. Like I don't, I don't like to talk to my phone. I don't ever do that. I don't strategize in any way. I just try to post things that come back to that initial thing that I'm saying, which is what's a cool way to be. What's, what's, what would I admire? I want to do that. I want to be that guy. What's funny. Like what's a funny thing to do in this scenario. I'm going to do that. Cause that's hilarious to me or that's, that's kind to me or genuine or, or whatever it is. And I take that same approach with work. You know what I mean? It's like with these movies very early on, it was, just, it was a thing that just sort of came into my lap when they offered me it's Christmas Eve. I flew out two days later and started shooting with Leanne Rhymes. They're telling me to shave my face and everybody's losing their mind about the stubble that I have. It was a whole world that I wasn't familiar with. It was brand new to me, but I thought, okay, there's a fork in the road here. Either I can just sort of like ride this wave and just try to like smile and, and be charming, or I can like treat this like I would like to treat any of the things that I engage myself in, which is like try to really understand it if there's something valuable here to understand, then actually engage yourself with it. And I realized pretty early on that there is something valuable here. I mean, both you guys are here, you know, engaged in the world of Hallmark. I'm sure for the similar reasons that I am, it's positive. People seem to react to them in a very nice way. It, and it the makes drugs. people very, and all the drugs <laughs> and all the alcohol <laughs> right. and all the, yeah, we're all in it all for the, the same reason. Behavior. What I, yeah. what I so, think you're trying to say is you try not to suck. That's right. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. a yeah. person, just in general. Yeah. And I think what I'm trying to say is people see that. Yeah, and they respond to it, and I think that's really great because for me, I've been trying to learn how to longboard because I watch you on Instagram. How's it going, Brian? That's not true. With no I, ocean. I scooter oh, now. I do scooter excited. now. I do oh, scooter. Man. I have a scooter. You know. I just don't. I, I'm not buying any of this. I think it's just the hats. I think it's. I think it's the hats. If Brand, hats, yeah. if Brand had one of these trucker hats that you're wearing, I think that would solve the whole problem. I think I would give you one, but this is the only one I have. And we I'm should sorry. should we start a Tyler Hines hats account? Maybe that, what about that, uh, how about the, the bean? Does the beanie work? Does this work? Is it working? I mean, it's working if you I want to be like... It. The camera was on Dan, and yeah. it cut back to you, and you were suddenly wearing a hat. So for me, the comedic timing of your camera <laughs> yeah. work, whoever's controlling the camera... It's actually Brand. Brand controls the camera, so he did oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, well done. All right, here, I'll switch out, too. I'll join you, Yeah, Look at this. This is what I'm talking about. Just a couple of Look boys hanging out. Tyler Hines looks like he's the lead singer of the Spin Doctors, is what he looks like now. <laughs> Spin Doctors. Oh, you dated yourself with that reference, man. Uh so you what the other thing i heard in all that was um you have a cottage or you're building a cottage tell me about that 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 long rambling i just went i did ramble for a bit Um, no you're good well i asked you what's what makes you cool so it It was was a a tough it was an impossible question question. in your defense to do shortly yeah and the short answer is just don't suck um Yeah. yeah the cottage yeah i um you know obviously the world, etc., And the friend of mine, one of my best friends, you know, we've known each other forever and I'll keep this short, but uh, yeah, we bought a cottage together and uh, are renovating it and in the process of doing that. And uh, it's something that we wanted to do together as, as two pals and maybe have a little legacy in our, our family and friends and give a place for everybody to sort of escape to. 
So it's going to be it. like a, 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 share, a shared place. You, you, anybody who yeah, wants to go out there. It's, it's me and him just like, you know, we were both interested in the area. I, when I was shooting 12 dates, I started looking at places when I was shooting and then I came back and then we started driving around and, you know, to, to what I was saying before, we drove around, we saw a sign with these three um, lovely ladies on him calling themselves the, I uh, forget what, like the, the Queens of whatever the area we're in, the Queens of Muskoka or whatever it was. And, sure. and we're like, let's call them up. We called them up. One of them ended up being a realtor and we had a blast for about a month looking for places and we bought a place and now we're renovating it. And uh, hopefully it'll be a place that his family, my family, our friends can sort of go to, to find some, what, why are we doing that? We should right. buy, we a, should house buy a house together. Of course, that makes a lot of sense. Now, huh. I, I don't know quite if our paychecks for Deck the Hallmark are gonna gonna foot the bill or not. But you know, who know. knows? There's only Hallmark, one way to find Deck out. The Hallmark's blowing up, boys. That's right. I heard you guys had an award show. That's right, we did. Uh, we were in tuxes and everything, Tyler. Uh, Maybe we should bring on a third person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a third person who would be like more the money and side who would of never be in town. He'd never be right. out of Canada. Yeah. Um, I'd Ty- never be able to use it. Yeah. Tyler, uh, are you taking other auditions right now? Or are you so busy with Hallmark movies? You're just not, you're not, I mean, like I know letter Kenny, you said you were friends with those guys, right? Like, are you yeah. so busy? I mean, cause I know that they film in 15 days, but it's a 21 day shoot. COVID's going yeah. on. You finish what, like, it seems like, you know, that takes up the majority of your professional time. Are you still taking auditions? Like, are you still actively like agent out there looking for auditions or are you just so ensconced in the Hallmark world that you're just kind of taking a break from that right now? Yeah, no, there's, there's an interesting project that's coming to Toronto that I just, um, I read for, uh, one of my favorite writers, Taylor Sheridan. um, Oh my gosh, dude, Taylor Sheridan's my jam. Yellowstone, wind river, hell or high water. He, he can write, man. Sicario. Sicario. Yes, of course. Yes. Yeah. So, so this, this, it was for, uh, I read for the, the, uh, the, the, the lead characters in that show and it's a really beautiful script. And yeah, I mean, as far as like, yeah, obviously these movies are taking up a lot of time. I'm totally comfortable with that. I, I do enjoy these movies and enjoy everybody who works on them. So again, like I don't care about anything other than what lives within the motto that I said earlier. Yep. What's the, what's just be sick. And to me, these movies are beautiful and they're, they're great. Everybody's nice. I, I can't see what's wrong with them. And no. I just have fun well, making them and I work hard doing them. You're great in them. I'm just being selfish here. I'd love to see you in something like a Taylor Sheridan show. I think that would be fantastic. Like I just think yeah. that would be really, really fun. So. Yeah. So these, it's, it's, to answer your question, yes, there is, there is other projects out there and there are other things I've got other like, you know, the, the guys who, who I worked on recon with, they have more projects in the pipe and, and, you know, some other friends of mine who are filmmakers, but one of my closest friends who I, I would kill to work with him, um, has got two movies he's writing, probably both going to Netflix. And so he texted me saying that we'll go do that together. So there's, there'll be other things. Don't worry, Daniel won't, won't have to just, just see me in Hallmark. Movies. I love it. I love it. Um, so let's talk about it was always you. Um, I texted you by the way, and I haven't heard back yet. And so I'm getting concerned that you don't care. Cause I just text, I texted I, you. No, I text. Oh. I texted you just a few minutes ago, and so if you. Could but you get, know, to be fair, oh, he, okay, he yeah, says yeah. when someone's talking, no, that's, that's he fair. doesn't look at his this phone. Is, and this is proof. This is this proof. Is proof. He doesn't proof look at his phone. phone. That's right. Yeah. I, uh, hey, I got. I got. I got. Oh, he's doing a selfie. Okay, he said, hey, this is great audio, guys. This is good stuff. I want to read the synopsis, and 
please. And then I just want it to you to explain yourself. Yeah, um, well, after the synopsis, there's a question from a listener. Okay, right great. Now that I okay, wanna, great, great. Or, a viewer, whatever. Elizabeth's engagement plans. Her name's Elizabeth. That's phenomenal. Wow. Can't believe that happened. When calls the heart, man. They're just they're just really on the nose there. Um, are thrown into disarray when her fiance's free spirited brother, David, David, returns home. David's unexpected influence prompts Elizabeth to question her life's decisions. And we had a, a, a someone watching this live, <laughs> live on Bramble Jam Plus that basically said, uh, I can't see it, but basically, how do you sleep at night? Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> knowing that you stole uh, the, this poor guy's uh, your fiance, brother, your brother's yeah. fiance. How do you yeah. sleep at night? That, that is, is the question. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, if you guys were to see the text messages between me and Aaron when we first you know, came on board of this project. I think you guys would understand that we also understand what you're thinking about. We, we share your concern. And this is, I mean, when I was first reading the script, that was the thing. I was like, how are they going to end this movie where it's not going to be heinous? Cause I personally, in my personal life, I don't like movies with cheating in them. I really don't right. like them. Like sure. I think I have like an, an, an aversion to that more than most. Most people can watch, well, and dude, and, to and that watch. point, like Hallmark has done like light cheating in the past where it's like, you know, the guy's have kind they? of the, well, the guy's kind of the worst and she goes back to her town and she and hasn't like, quite broken up with him yet. Yeah, and it's like, if yeah. it's, but this seems like this is egregious. Yes. This like, <laughs> they're mean, getting married. Yeah. But what, but what you're, what you're saying is uh, by the end, I, we won't hate you. I that'll I'll leave to you. I'll be curious wow. to hear your reaction because uh, again, like you know, like I said, with each of these movies comes their own challenges. Both what's amazing about it and what's possibly dangerous about it. And for this, as it is as with almost any movie, or at least the way I approach it, is those dangerous things. I try to use those as an asset. And so for me, when I was reading this, I was like, yeah, this guy is going to steal his brother's fiance while they're planning their wedding. Mm. I can't think of something more wild and disturbing to witness. And so it's not like while you were sleeping, like where no. they're not really like, this sounds like a real engagement. And he's yeah, he's got to, and that's why the first script that he got, <laughs> which I guess we we may not get to see in a week and a half. Uh, that script I bet was like, he was like, am I really reading a Hallmark script? You probably had to look at the front cover a couple of times and be like, is this, is this really Hallmark? But here's the thing. It was really well written and the words out of the mouth and the line that they were walking was just ever so delicate. And so she really did a good job, Kathy, with that draft that I read. And I, I, it was to me, it was the first time reading one of these movies where it was suspenseful. I was like, how are you going to end this thing where I am not going to hate you and I'm going to be that guy that I hate. Wow. Um, and uh, and. I don't know. For, for me, it, it works for me. Cause again, the, the negative or what could be the perceived negative of this movie to me is the positive in regards to life is life. People do find themselves in these kinds of precarious situations. And there is a, a version of this that is heinous. And then there's a version of the version of this that is life and is still beautiful despite. And I think uh, I mean, they just sent me the link to the movie, so I'll watch it when we get off here. Um, wow. 
I think we probably we probably did that. Okay, I mean, I I did everything. Shoot I Shoot that link on sure. over, Tyler. We won't tell. We'll anybody. do a watch. Let's do a watch party together. We'll get yeah. off here. We'll just uh, um, we'll do a zoomy zoom. Uh, a little zoomy zoom. A little zoomy zoom. Hey, who? And I don't want. It, we can edit it out if it. If you don't know, I looked on IMDb. Yeah. Who wrote the movie? Who, who's the screen? Kathy Cloves. Kathy Cloves. I don't. What, yes. Has she done anything else that I would know on the Hallmark? Do you know? I think she's pretty new. From what I remember, when I first got the script, um, I really hope I got her last name right. I believe it's Kathy Cloves. Yes, of course it is. There's someone out there um, named Kathy Cloves who's like, I did what? I did say what? No. <laughs> yeah, she um, she she had written something called A Worthwhile Life. And this this looks like a Hallmark movie. I don't know if it is. Um, yes, it's a Hallmark Channel movie. It's with Adrian Grenier and Amy Smart. Oh, well, uh, on my phone right now. Entourage. Adrian Grenier. Correct. That's right. That's so about. I guess I guess I think that was maybe her only other one that she had done. Um, and yeah, I mean this. Uh, yeah, it was it was a, she did a really beautiful job. We've stayed in touch since, and she's very talented, very sweet woman. And uh, and yeah, again to your point, you know. This is a, a dangerous territory we're, we're dabbling in. Well, yeah, you I, tell me if it works. I, I read that synopsis, man. I was like, oh, he's done it now. We, Which like, I haven't heard that, though. A lot of haven't. Re- I, when I read the script, that was my reaction. I was going, what is going on here? And then the whole movie, I, I'm sure they would tell you. There was a lot of conversations of me going, I'm going to do this like this because of this. And if you don't understand that this is really dangerous, then I don't know what to tell you, but I'm going to do this because this needs to be this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we get, you know, you know how the Hallmark world works. Every season of these movies, they come out with these like, Hey, this is all the dates. The movies are coming out. Here's a two sentence synopsis. People overanalyze them, but I've never seen, um, just people going as crazy as they were going over just still photographs that we were getting from this movie. I, I mean, those photos, when did they release? Was that during Christmas? Um, it, it got re- it got announced during Christmas, and I think January the first it, stills came out. And not only were they going crazy, but it looked like not a Hallmark movie. Like it, it, it had, it almost, it was washed out a little bit. Like it was steamy, like sultry. It was very, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, do, do you recall? Like, do you remember when all this started? Like seeing the pictures and being surprised yourself, or was this not even on your radar? I had seen the pictures. So I, when we do these movies, I get, um, I get to kill a certain amount of photos um, from the set photography. Like certain ones, I don't want to have released. Oh wow. Um, and so I've seen, I saw, I saw all the photos and, uh, I, t- I take a bunch of them for myself that I'll, that I'll post later for the fans and stuff like that, that don't end up, uh, making it, um, in their sort of press kit or whatever. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I was at the, re- I think the fan, the fans to me are always very, very positive and very, they just seem like positive people in my experience. So I, I, maybe I'm sheltered in, in my experience, but Again, I defer to you guys if, if they were that excited. Well, I've just never seen so that, that anybody that excited, but I do have to interrupt you, sorry, and ask about this photo kill situation. Yeah. Is that yeah. something that you get after you've done this a while, or do you get that from the from the get-go, the, the photo kill thing? It probably depends. Um, I would have to think about it. I, It's very possible the first few movies, I didn't even really know it existed or didn't ask about it, and then at a certain point... It maybe it existed from the beginning. I don't remember, but I, I do know it's something that your agent or whoever, um, you know, they include that in your contract. What makes 
a killable photo for yeah. Tyler Hines because I can't imagine yeah. you taking. Is it a bad angle of Tyler <laughs> Hines? We're not aware of. <laughs> there, there's a certain if you turn, you see a double chin. Yeah. A All certain of a angle. Like, <laughs> it's like uh -oh. one shot of Tyler <laughs> flicking off the camera. <laughs> it's like where did this come from? I don't know what's going yeah. on here. <laughs> There's some pretty epic photos, I think, online. Some people have posted some photos of me, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. And they'll say really sweet things like, look how cute he is here. And I'm like, are, are we looking at the same photo? Because this guy looks like a blown-out toe. Like, this is not a good photo. Um, so I think if you guys just did a quick Google search, you could answer that question. <laughs> what, you, which ones get should get killed? You'll see. You, you did not, you you did not kill those. Good to know. No. Big, big mistake. Um, so it was always you uh, closing out. This was. Uh, did Did you know? Were you aware of of Aaron's kind of uh, stardom and Hallmark Channel? Like she's she, like because of one calls heart, she's kind of like Hallmark Channel royalty. Did were you aware? kind of going into it, how beloved she is. Cause she doesn't, she doesn't do a, a ton of the movies because of how much she's filming one calls the heart. So when she does ones, it's always a big deal. Were you aware of that going into this? No. Um, that's interesting. So you're saying she doesn't do too many movies because of the show. Yeah. I would say like maybe she averages like one, a, one a year. Yeah. We've only seen, right. uh, the sense and sensibility in snowman. Mm -hmm. Is that it? We've, we've maybe seen two movies. It was one, uh, when she's on a horse. Oh, with Ryan Pavey, yes. summer of summer romance, summer something there in Montana. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen two in three plus years. Like, but she does. Okay. She's doing ten episodes of the show every year, so she's on Hallmark. Right. And, and she did. She did. She did, uh, she did the Father and Father Christmas trilogy. Father Christmas, and which she, we only saw one of. And she does. Uh, but she also Wind Calls the Heart until this year. Also did a feature length movie for Christmas time. So every year she's doing a Wind Calls the Heart movie and ten episodes. So she's on the network more than anybody. But because of that, she's not doing at, like just I regular we, movies. I, we're just saying, like, I don't know if that is why she's not, but I, right. I would yeah. assume it seems to be a big deal when Aaron Krako is in a movie. Yes, that's what that's all what we're trying to say. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And you're saying, was I aware of of her stardom from? Yeah, because she's when calls the heart's huge. Right. I'm still to answer your question. I'm still learning some things about this. I wasn't too familiar with the show. I'd seen images of her. So when they sent me uh, the name of who would be my co-star, I, I uh, looked her up and I was like, yep, okay. It's that person from when calls the heart. Um, and, uh, and no, I, I didn't, I didn't know much about much, but she texted me uh, pretty immediately. Um, and we started chatting uh, pretty, pretty, pretty immediately. So I got to know her very quickly. Which well, was, which let me cool. ask you this one. Did she had, did she pitch you to come on when calls the heart? Cause I think everybody wants that. And two, uh, did she tell you who she ends up with this season? Because if you could give us that information, that'd be, that'd <laughs> we'd be, make a lot that'd of be really big for yeah, us yeah. personally. Yeah. <laughs> no, I probably would tell you, but I don't know the answer. Cause I didn't, I never asked that question, but, um, she probably would have told me, um, but yeah, you know, I, I never asked. And what was the other? What was the other? Oh, are you going to be? Are you going to be a guest star in one? Because the Harding. I think those two answers oh. are together, Tyler. Let's be honest. She's about to make her choice between Lucas and Nathan, and uh, yeah. Hines rides in on a horse <laughs> and swoops her <laughs> up and yeah. rides out of Hope Valley. Roll credits, and she says, "It uh, was always you. you." That's right. You nailed it. Full circle, baby. <laughs> Somebody hire these guys at Hallmark. Let's go. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I don't know how you, guys, you two ended up back 
and then I don't it's know. It's a whole thing, yeah. It's a time travel sitch. Yeah, I like it. There you it. go. Isn't there a time travel movie where we get, what's, is it a clock that does that? Ti- timeless clock. Christmas. Timeless yeah. Christmas. There That's you right. go. Ryan Pegg. the clock and then we travel back. I think uh, the the Heinies need to get get a hashtag going with the When Calls to Heart. I, I love think it. It's an easy, it's easy at this he- point. Heinies for Hope Valley. Heinies for Hope. I love Valley. it. <laughs> I love it. Hey, let me ask you this. What is, you said you got another one that you're about to film. What can you tell us about what's coming up after It Was Always You? Um, well, the, 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 the film that they, they, there's an offer that came uh, last year. Um, that we were going to shoot, but because of obviously the, the pandemic, things were postponed. Um, so we're, we're getting around to doing that um, with a producer that I um, I did the first movie with, uh, Stephanie Germain, which is really nice. That's Christmas very, very Eve, sweet. that movie? There you go. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, I thought so. Keep going. Let's go. Ta-da. Falling for You came out. <laughs> yeah, but remember, he oh, shot yeah, that right. one first. Shot and Christmas it was Eve first. That's yeah. right. That's right. Come yeah, on. That was the first one. That's right. Yes. That's right. But yeah, well, uh, what that movie's about. Um, what can I tell you about it? I don't know much about it. I, I read the script just uh, the other day. Well, um, if you read the script, Tyler, then you know all about it. Right? <laughs> yes, I do know that. But as far as who's in it and all that, I don't know anything. I know exactly what happens. In the okay, movie, right? <laughs> I don't know anything. All I've done is read everything about it. Yeah. I read every page of the script. I, I don't even know who the – I know there was a co-star that was attached to it. Um <laughs> When, I, when we were talking about last time, I think, and then I don't know if that same. Can person you tell is. us what if it's this, what season the movie takes place in? I uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed to do these things. Wow. I've never okay. had this conversation okay. with executives, but I don't know if I'm allowed to do this because okay. you well, know you've done a winter. Would you say that you uh, like we you might be falling into a movie? Here we go. So we're gonna play hotter, hotter, cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it really during this movie? Is it really hot? Like really like heat is on? Like a really really. Is her I'll, name I'll, is I'll her say, name Summer? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. Um, it's uh, the story doesn't really have that much to do with the season. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so it's not a fall. Movie. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, just, just take that one out of play. You've done a fall. You've done Christmas. You've done winter. You've done love ever after, which is the season we're in right now. What season are you dying to, to, to go to next? Tyler? I guarantee you, Tyler's given a lot of thought you about got, uh, You yeah. got the spring fling. You got the June weddings. Uh, you got the summer weddings. of love. I mean, there's some good options still out there, Tyler. So hold on. So hold on. So <laughs> wedding, I did. Wedding March. Yes, Doesn't that, isn't that oh, one? Oh, wedding March. That? That must have, when, was, when was that? It must have been in 2019 before we were doing every movie. Oh yeah, we must have missed the wedding. We've not seen every Tyler Hunt. I thought we'd seen every Tyler. Hunt. Oh really? Okay. I don't want to live in a world where I haven't. Yeah, wedding march. Put it on the books. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then what was the spring fling? I remember doing. I remember hearing that term when I was doing like a uh, the preview special. So yeah. maybe I wasn't in a spring fling, but I was in the preview special. So yeah, maybe that's something I haven't done. Spring. I like it, Tyler. Spring, at, yeah. what, at what point um, are you gonna like test your clout here and? talk to who is it penny who does the casting and say hey like i need my boys i need my boys to be in this movie with me like at what point are you willing to i don't know like put us on the line yeah or or just like care about (laughs) us even a little bit i don't know when that will be but when it when it happens you'll be the first to know you'll probably be the second to know i'll probably float it out there and if it works, I'll let you know. If yeah. it fails, then I'll save your ego. The, I love it. The, 
pleasure of knowing. Let's assume he's already tried. Can we do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's fair. Is it rapid fire? I time? think it's rapid fire yeah. round. Uh, it's always you, uh, Saturday, February 27th. Very excited for it. The lovely um, Aaron Krako. The lovely. Um, that's right. Well, hold on. I want to. I, I have a question. Please did go you guys for watch it. The, the, did you guys watch the promo for this movie? I watched the promo. I have, I try my best not to. I don't want to get spoiled. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I try my best not to because I just don't watch them. I'm sorry, Tyler. I, why I are you? Okay, at, so why Brand, are you I'm curious to know your thoughts. What having known the synopsis and then now you know having your reaction to that synopsis and now let's hear your thoughts about the promo. The the, the or prom- the, the behind the scenes thing that exists. Well, I, think. I haven't I, I I haven't seen the behind the scenes thing. I will say the okay, promo. Okay. I like it's. It, it, you know, I think both the promos I've seen, or maybe only the first one, ends right before you guys are about to kiss. It, it's, man, it's steamy. It is steamy, sultry. Like it, it's, uh, it's, it's gonna be. I heard enough to be glad that I'm married and I don't have to worry about <laughs> Tyler Hines swooping in to my wedding planning. Um, you made it past the engagement. That's right. Yeah. That's it right. It was always yeah, yeah, yeah. you, Dan. It was always. <laughs> yeah, is that maybe the, the twist in the movie? He looks at his brother and he's like, it was always yeah. you. I was always going to take your girl. <laughs> <laughs> Different meaning. That's smart. Oh, I'm very excited about it, man. You got yeah. any other questions? We're here for you, Tyler. Yeah, what else do you need to know? Well, I liked it because I, again, like I get a perspective from you guys. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, you know, you, you guys are obviously paying attention to what's happening and, and have a point of view that I don't necessarily have. Again, I just put my head down and try to do the best I can and try to. Well, let me give you my Not perspective sorry. really quickly about why I'm excited about this movie. Um, yes, here, yeah. It, well, so because you guys will do like a recap without me, and I'll yes. never hear this. Well, you you could yeah, it's free wherever you listen to app, uh, to, to podcasts, Tyler. Oh, or you, are true. you still logged in my friendly TV? But <laughs> that you way, like, yeah, I, can, I can yes, give yes. you a ranking of every Tyler Hines movie if that helps you. Like well, I can. Well, do, do it. let me just in. say this really quickly. Why I'm excited about like it, it was time. always it was always you. I I love you. I think you do a wonderful job. It's very like. Um, um, I don't know. It's a very like, I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching the bro, like, like, like do his thing and it's awesome. But Aaron, what Aaron I think does just better than I think any of the other, um, female actors in these movies is she has this look that you're just like, Oh my, like she has a, I'm, I'm, I'm falling for you. Look that she does really really well and i think that's what makes um when calls the heart such a hit is these looks that she gives to jack early on and then later on to nathan and whoever else like these looks that they exchange she tells so much with her face she's wonderful in that regard the acting that she does without saying a word if you can't tell um, we're trying to get aaron Craco on the program no, i don't know I, what I, else you need to know well, like I, I'm, being, I'm being i'm being honest would you you would agree with that though, i wouldn't would you? agree with that statement no none, Lord. Of, none of the other <laughs> females on the network do as good of a job acting without saying a word than Aaron. Ooh, I have to think through that a little bit. Well, Brand's not wrong. Like, from what I hear what you're saying is something that I I, I observed too, and I even told Aaron this. Um, uh, there, there is something about Aaron that she's very capable of being vulnerable in a very um I don't know, very engaging way. She's, she's got a vulnerability about her that she can turn on. That is very interesting. Um, and I think that's kind of what you're talking about. She doesn't do that. She does it in the moments that you're referencing and, and you're not wrong brand. So there is one actor. He's that, not just pitching yeah, for her to come that, on the show. There okay? is, but there he, is not, one. I gotta be honest. There's one that does it better than her. It's Kelly Pickler. <laughs> 
No. Uh, <laughs> Always got to come back to Kelly Pickle. Hey, uh, Tyler, would you consider uh, is uh, is this a kill picture or am I good, am I <laughs> am I good to good to run with this one here? Yeah. This one? I can't see it. It's too blurry on your screen. Let me let me let me approve this. Yeah, so approve approve, this approve that. That's part um, of that. It's not bad. Yeah. Okay. Not bad. So what? Just to put a bow on this before rapid fire, Tyler. The the reality is, is yeah. we look we look forward to your movies, including old Dan over here, because most every actor, even the really nice ones, seem to have an angle and seem to be jockeying for something else or or really doing this because they know they need to do it because fans will watch, blah, blah, blah. You just seem like a bro. You just seem like a really cool dude that loves fans and loves doing this and like, you know, will just contact us to see how we're doing. And, and that is just the God's honest truth. And, and we, we can't thank you enough because it would be really easy to blow us off and to go do something else, go work on that cottage or whatever. And you're, you're just, you're, you're, you're a kind, you're a kind dude who never has a bad word to say about anybody. And you, and you're just super content and comfortable in your own skin and with, with who, who you are. And that speaks volumes. I mean, and all I, true. all I think we're trying to say is just, it's a simple, Hey Penny, I know these guys <laughs> like, and I think they'd be great. And this, uh, hey, hey, summer movie. Aaron, I know the guys are scary, <laughs> but you would love hanging out with them on the show. <laughs> so first of all, one of those two things have already taken place. Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, hey, I just got an email from Penny. Thing. She says it's a no go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not that one. It's the other one. The, the other thing is mark this moment. I, I foresee that what you're talking about will eventually happen. I, I, for, I foresee there will be a moment where you guys will at least cameo in one of these movies. Do you know we were supposed to cameo and, in one of the movies? Do well, you know this? Okay. It's oh, not, really? It was not a cameo. It wasn't a, no, it wasn't a cameo. We, uh, Jen Lilly, who is on our podcast yeah. network, she was filming in Charleston, South Carolina, which is, yeah. we're in Greenville, a few hours away, and we got, yeah. on, we got on as background actors for that movie. And we, they told us the day to show up. We showed we up. We went down a week early for COVID testing. COVID testing. And then we showed up. Wow. We, we waited around for 12 hours. They never filmed our scene. <laughs> no, really? And they were like, can you guys come back tomorrow? And we were like, no, we can't come back tomorrow. This is a. We have these things called chill chill. Like it's a, it's a three and a half hour drive. <laughs> like we came down for this one day and she was like, we hung out behind the set with her and Trevor Donovan. It was great. It was a fun time. We were close to being background actors in one. So we've gotten that. Close. Okay. But. Uh, yeah, but that was a logistical, yeah. you know, yeah, turn of events. Like otherwise, it would have happened. So yeah, it's it's this is obviously it's already under work. So That's why right. are you writing me? Okay, you guys already got your contacts. You guys know enough people. But I'm, who, I'm the new the guy. Next, when's the you don't next want to time come to me for the this. new guy? The little. new guy, seven movies deep in three years. Get you live here. at Hallmark, Tyler. I don't even know what you're talking about. You live on one, two, three Hallmark Lane. That's right. I and also, when's the next time somebody's going to film in South Carolina? Like that's the thing. We got uh, we caught yeah, a real we break. had our one opportunity. That's right. Yeah. We did. Yeah. I just need enough time to. Uh, update my passport if you could just <laughs> yeah just let me know. <laughs> yeah just get to vancouver move the podcast to vancouver you'll be in every movie we, we one of those conversations about, is taking place we talked about uh moving to canada we did t that was a legitimate conversation we had i'm not really? making it up yeah is your, Vancouver is a beautiful place. It's, Tell me about this cottage. Is it a podcast ready? All right. Are we ready for rapid fire? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, we'll go. each get to ask you three questions. You got to answer them. It's more less more about honesty, less about speed, but uh, speed doesn't hurt. Uh, it never hurts. Okay. Yeah. Uh, aside from, yeah, you get it. Uh, Dan? Yeah. The, uh, 
the movie, if you're going to be in a movie, a Hollywood film on the big screen, who are you acting? Uh-huh. Who are you not from the Hallmark world acting opposite leading lady, a, a romantic comedy on the big screen. Who's the leading lady in Hollywood that you're acting opposite? Romantic comedy or just dra- romantic drama. Something where you two uh-huh. fall in love like a Hallmark, but, but actual like Hollywood. Um, um, why are names blanking me right now? Um, come on. British. Context clues. Br- Give British? us something. What else? Blue Jasmine. Uh, oh, Michelle Williams. No, Blue Jasmine. Blue Jasmine? Uh, no. The, the evil sister in Thor. Jasmine. Come on. Kate, uh, uh, Kate Blanchett. Yeah, yes. Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Right. Why was that blanking me? Yeah. Kate Blanchett. I don't or, think she's going to um, do it, pal. No, I don't think so either. Uh, or Anna DeArmas. Oh, okay. Those are my two. Yeah, Anna DeArmas is great. Um, oh. I want to learn how to longboard. Um, yeah. What a, uh, what am, what are you going to, what do I need? Like, what's a board? What trucks? I don't know the words. Get me started. Go a starter kit. A starter kit. Well, you, you want to commit to a longboard or you want to get a skateboard? Well, I, do, you, do you do both? No, I feel like I, you just get, I feel like I've seen you going down like uh, hills, and so I just assume longboard. Yeah, yeah. All right, skateboard, no, no, skateboard I, me. Here's my suggestion then: if you want to cruise around, you get something in between the two. A longboard's a big long thing; skateboard's a shorter thing. Okay, I'm not it's something that we call we call a cruiser board. Okay. It's what filmers used, and so it's got like a Bart Simpson tail, and the front will yeah. be rounded off. And it's a bigger, wider board with bigger, thicker wheels that are better for cruising, smooth ride. I suggest you get that. You go to any skateboard shop, hopefully a local one, not some big conglomerate, and you say, I want a cruiser board, and they'll sort you out. When you're skateboarding out on the town, how many people just say, hey, do a kick flip? (laughs) None, but I do get some Letterkenny yeah, you do. Uh, nice. right recognition on. sometimes, nice. yeah. Um, okay, last time you were you did an interview with us, you talked about almost being in There Will Be Blood, and then I asked you your favorite director. You said it was Paul Thomas Anderson. What is your favorite Paul Thomas Anderson film? So just to be on the record, didn't almost get There Will Be Blood. I wish I almost got that movie. Who knows how close I was, probably miles, but <laughs> I did audition for it and with a very nice casting director who made me feel like maybe I had a okay. shot. But, I was, you you could have left it. I mean, I think we're that's closer than any of us have ever gotten to be in There You're Will Be Blood. You were closer than we were. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Um, easy, easy answer. Uh, it's my favorite movie of all time. Uh, and my favorite performance of all time, which is Phantom Thread by Paul Thomas Anderson. Wow. Starring Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. yeah. This movie hey, Dan, is, what is, do you, Dan, what do you think about Phantom Thread? It's my least favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movie aside from Inherent Vice. I'm serious. Inherent Vice, I understand where you're coming from. Why Phantom Thread? Tell me why. You know, I, I'm a big fan of artistic films, and I'm a big fan of what Paul Thomas Anderson does. Big fan yeah. of, of The Master, There Will Be Blood, Buggy Nights, um, Magnolia, even though Magnolia is kind of a mess. Um, I just, I, it just didn't, it wasn't a mag, magnetic film for me. Like, Lewis's performance, yes. like, it just, it, it just fell flat. I just was kind of bored, which I never thought would be possible in one of those movies. And I left appreciating what it was, but never wanting to do it again. Um, but... Have you have right. you seen it one time? I've only seen it once in the theater, and I it, it was a ten o'clock show at night, so it finished well after midnight. I was tired. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. absolutely, it's not his most like action packed, you know, yeah. artistically adventurous situations. Watch it again. Watch it at home. 
preferably if you're hungover, um, <laughs> when you're relaxed and you got nothing else to do and you can actually sit there and, and sort of, and watch this thing without needing to get like a movie fix. Yeah. If you watch this movie in the right, uh, space mentally, Daniel day Lewis's performance is because it's not like big audacious oh, things subtle. like there'll be blood. Yeah. There is so many things this man is doing in this movie that are so relentlessly good. Uh, and same with the, the actress as an actor. I mean, just appreciating the craft of it. I can imagine like, yeah. it's easy to get very demonstrative and big, but his thing, this is very subtle. Like he has a lot of very like specific eccentricities in this movie yes. of, of how particular he is about everything that is yes. it's, I mean, but the guy's a, I mean, he's the best living actor. Like he just is on and everything he's in. He's unreal. Um, and the, and the greatest filmmaker. And the thing is, it's both of them taking a subject matter that I couldn't relate to less, right. like somebody who is sewing dresses, dresses fashion yeah. in, yeah, like in, in England, like this is not my cup of tea by any means, but what's so incredible about this movie is that as eccentric as that actor is and as sort of mundane as the setting might possibly be to somebody watching it, for me, he, he, I relate to the love story in so many little ways that I shouldn't, but is right there. And that is like the craftsmanship that is behind making that and the sort of the heart that's in that and between all the actors and everybody involved in that movie is just like to me off the charts. And it has some personal sentimental values because of when I watched it and these sorts of things, but just as a, as a piece of work, like I watched that movie while I was making, um, on the 12th day of Christmas, I, I watched that movie almost, I watched the movie a lot. That and Ad Astra, I watch a lot. Wow. Ad Astra. That's a fun one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. People hate that movie for some reason. It's crazy to me. Yeah. I don't understand how people hate the movie. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful film. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. I want to kind of get continue down this, uh, this frame of thought here. I want to know as an actor, um, is it difficult for you to watch movies and watch different performances and not just totally like pick them apart. And then like, why, why'd they do it this way? Like for me, like as somebody who does music just as a hobby, like I yeah. find myself just like going to a concert back in the day when that was a thing and like ripping apart how the sound, how it sounds and why'd they do it this way or listening to albums. Do you find yourself doing that as an actor? Is that tough for you to not, uh, are you able to enjoy it? Absolutely. There, to, to me, like I, I've watched more movies in the last like year or two than I ever have in my life. I always loved movies. I always loved filmmaking, et cetera, et cetera. But one of the benefits of doing these Hallmark movies is we shoot them and then we come off and then we shoot them and then we come off and we have time. And obviously this pandemic, I have watched a relentless amount of movies, mm. relentless and like at Astro, I've watched like five times Phantom thread, five, six, seven times. And I, I can watch performances and focus on one specific thing, the entire movie and have a whole experience doing it that way. I can put that aside, watch the film as a piece, watch what the filmmaker is doing, find joy and like comfort in how Paul Thomas Anderson starts Phantom thread with a nice slow push in that travels. And it just like, when I watched that in the theater, I was like, I felt like I was getting a massage. Like I was mm. so tired of seeing 
such edited movies, such undercrafted shots, such undercrafted moments that just seeing somebody sit on a simple shot and everything within that shot having its place while seeming not elaborate or not spectacular has all the quality in that as would, you know, interstellar or something in a Christopher Nolan movie. It was like, I find so much value in watching these movies and I get so much from it that no watching a performance, I can focus on it not focus on it. I can do anything with it. And it, that's really sort of emerged in the last few years that I've become like a movie super fan. When I make these Hallmark movies, I am literally watching, like I've been going Al Pacino hard. Yeah. And this next, this next movie, I just read the script and probably can't, I can't get my Al Pacino on in this movie, but there's part of me that wants to put some of Al Pacino, young Al Pacino in this movie. And this is what some of the fun aspect of these Hallmark movies that I, I, I can only speak for myself because this is what I do. I literally watch these movies while I'm making these movies. And I take that onto set and somehow work it in, in some ridiculous way that no one will appreciate, but I do. It sounds like the, like with Phantom Thread, you're watching a lot from a, uh, a, a filmmaker standpoint. Do you have that desire in you to, uh, to go behind the camera after watching movies like that? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I've done, you know, I've done some behind the camera stuff, I've, I, enough of it that I know that it's incredibly painful that I, I don't step into it, uh, without understanding what I'm getting myself into. So now, you know, as I've done a bunch of stuff made, I don't even know how many music videos made a few short films, poured my heart and soul into every aspect of the whole production process, which is absolutely devastating. You know what I mean? Like it's so much work. Um, now I'm at a place now where I'm just truly absorbing all of the things that I love about film. And then I'm probably going to go through a phase where I'll start writing some of these movies out that I want to do either in broad forms and then picking one and going down a path, just really being self-indulgent as an artist uh, and just sort of doing whatever I want to do, however I want to do it. And then that may lead to going cool. Now I'm going to actually take this into production and go through the agony of like shooting, editing. It's so much work, man. It's crazy. But yeah, I, I do watch that movie with definitely a filmmaker point of view. And it, yeah, it gets me super inspired to these movies. Yeah. Um, man, I could talk movies with Tyler all day. I think that's what I really like about Tyler is I have that love of film that he has, although I'm not an actor. Um, but I, I, I you heard, guys do another, cause you guys do other ones. Like, yeah, I do, do you guys a, have a podcast? I do a, about yeah, yeah, I do a movie podcast with a film critic from uh, Los Angeles, uh, Alonzo Duraldi called a film in a movie where we take a classic yeah. film and a, yeah. a modern day movie and kind of talk about the, th the threads that hold them together and what they borrowed from that movie. So kind of what you're doing, um, we do on a regular basis. Should like, Tyler on. We should, dude, he would be awesome. You'd be really, really good, man. Um, Happy to join. I can talk about, no, like, I have a few friends who are filmmakers and yeah. we're together. We get to have these kinds of conversations, but literally nobody indulges me in this well, stuff. Like, we, even, even on our movie, like Aaron's like, okay, man, just so shut one, up about talking. One about of our movies, stuff. one of our pairs was uh, Justin Chang from uh, the film critic from Variety. 
he joined us and we talked about uh, Jean Renoir's Rules of the Game and Magnolia yeah. and Magnolia by Paul Thomas Anderson. And some and of there's the, what some correlation. There's between those yeah, there's some. If you watch them back to back, you will see a lot of compare and contrast opportunities there. And that's the fun of it is watching them back to back, like yeah. and seeing kind of oh my gosh, there's some of these things that are you know underlying themes or or how the film was shot or how the actors uh, you know the, the choices the actors made. There's so much there that really you know, you can draw out of it. So it's a fun, it's a fun time, man. I'm fully down. Do you ever watch, do you know James Gray is? James Gray. No, nope, this is I the can. guy who's at Ad Astra. So. Oh yeah. 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 For sure. So I've just recently become more informed as to who James Gray is. And I've watched his whole filmography over the last like few months. Wow. I highly recommend. I think this dude is like the most underrated. Yeah. I never saw Lost City of director. Z and I, I heard Lost City of Z was great. I, I did watch We Own the Night and I, I thought yeah. that okay, this was years and years ago. Um, but those yeah. are the only other two that I can that I know of. Ad Astra is the my favorite thing that he's done that I've seen anyway. But interesting. You know. Yeah. I mean obviously it's one of my favorite movies, so it's of my course. favorite thing. But yeah, even We Own the Night I watched for the first time the other day and like <laughs> watch that movie again because yeah. in other contexts you kind of go like, Oh, this is like another like I'm a cop and you're a, it's basically Godfather in reverse, yes. which is you know, the cops are now who we're following instead of the gangsters. Mm -hmm. And some of the sequences it does in that movie movie are just so unique and like this dude is the king of taking a genre that you think you're in and then doing something in that genre that is so refreshing almost like what what uh what uh what was it, david machado or whatever uh who did the king with timothy chalamet oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i did not see the on movie. netflix you're talking about yeah great movie again like how many times we've seen like period peace war king stuff and then they managed to do it in a way that we've never seen shoot a battle sequence in a way that we've never seen. I love this stuff, man. I can talk for days. I love yeah. it. Um, I do have one more question. It is not about film, unfortunately for either one of us. Uh, Something you, to do with my hair. You said, no, it isn't. I'm not going to ask any hair or beard stuff today. We got to the bottom to the Matthew Perry thing beforehand. I think that we covered it. Um, yeah, we covered yeah, it. That's the stuff that nobody gets to hear, Tyler, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, you said when you're talking to brand, hey, go to a local skate shop. Um, yes. and don't go to some big box store or whatever. I'm a big fan of local everything as much as I possibly can. Uh, in South yeah. Carolina, sometimes that's tough. What is one chain? store restaurant something that you still uh are a patron of on occasion if you have to uh well yeah so hip it hurts is the toronto skateboard shop that um has been around since i was a child there's about you know four main ones here in toronto canada and uh i i had always sort of gotten products from friends of mine who were in the skate industry in los angeles but I found myself back to uh, a skate shop and I talked to this gentleman and he had just purchased the skate shop just before the pandemic, unfortunately. Oh. So, so he was, he was taking it, you know, he's having a rough go of it, unfortunately, but myself, my other friends who've all needed product, we've all done our best to go to him for anything that we need and buying as much as I can from, from the man. Gotcha. Let's talk donuts uh, to end the show. Oh, yes. Um, uh, you can, uh, we're putting a, together a half dozen, dozen box. Yeah. Um, what donuts are you throwing in there to make up your six? Oh, simple. A, they're all Krispy Kreme. Oh, Majority yeah. of it's going to be original. It. Yep. Hot now, baby, then, right off the conveyor belt. Yeah, you want to hear the story? The first time I experienced Krispy Kreme? <laughs> Uh, 
Yeah, we we've we. I think you did that story with us the first time. I'm not trying oh, to. Oh, really? I told you this. Yeah, you told you you uh, went uh, you came down and you. They, How did donuts come up in the first interview and yet here again? <laughs> I don't know, man. We talk about a lot. Um, I'm pretty positive because the first time you had them, they weren't hot. Now you know what? It might have been on. Yes, um, yes, yes, it okay. might have been on history or his story because we were talking oh, about yeah. South Carolina. You came on the South Carolina. Uh, you did the hit. It was yeah. on the history podcast. Yeah, so actually, yeah. Deck the Homework yeah. people may not have heard the story. So go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. Share it. Yeah, but you guys have. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm talking to two people around here. So, anyways, the donuts I would choose: original, fresh, hot, and then I like the uh, like the chocolate glazed. Uh, yeah. you know the chocolate with the sugar on it. I, I like to keep it. So, oh yeah, what am I talking about? Maple dip, mm. the classic maple dip is the third. Those yeah, are the three Tyler, I, I I'm not trying to sell you on South Carolina. I I wouldn't. But I will sell you on this studio right here because we are less than a mile from Krispy Kreme. That's right. And it has on. They deliver. They, they deliver. <laughs> when we found out they started, they started delivering. We were like, let's get it every day. Well, hold on. Didn't, did I mention that the first time I had Krispy Kreme was, I think, in South Carolina? Yeah. yeah. I, just tell the story. Just tell the story. Because I clearly don't remember. Okay. I, I remember. You okay, tell it. So I was driving down to Florida with my, my lovely mother. And uh, it was late, and I was very impressed with the size of signs by the highway. <laughs> South Carolina, America is just, like, very big. Like, gas station signs were, like, enormous. And yeah. so I started wandering around our motel or wherever we were and uh, found myself a Krispy Kreme late at night. And it was just huge and then entirely empty with a conveyor belt and one glass cabinet in the center of this giant empty store. And I was very confused. And there was one lovely lady behind the counter. I walked up, I looked at the glass, I pointed at a donut. I said, this one, please. She looked at me, didn't respond, very confused by this. She proceeded to walk back to the conveyor belt, stand there, stare back at me while holding the tongs and she said, well, you want it fresh, don't you? And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm sorry I've offended you. Yes, whatever you want, don't hurt me. And yes, I want it fresh, of course. Brought me that fresh donut, I ate it, and I understood why she had such animosity yeah. about the way I approached her donuts. Yeah. And ever since then, I don't make the mistake to not get them fresh. Yeah, you eat you eat uh, day-old glazed Krispy Kreme donuts, you're just a communist. That's how we do things around here. Well, yeah, I mean, you, the problem is you get a dozen, and yeah, I don't know about you guys, I can't go a full dozen in one night. Quitters, so quitters never win, Tyler. Quitters yeah, never win. Yeah, me either, man, me either. No. You guys don't microwave them like the next day uh people do that people yeah, do that i'm they, a purist well, they put it on the box so they say if it, you know you need a microwave put it in for three, three seconds, seconds yeah. and it's good yeah to go. I, I don't i'm yeah. a purist I, but i've lived here my whole life so i just don't do it like if i can't eat that donut in the first two hours it was pulled off that line i don't eat You're it out. yeah that's wow. just kind of who so i you, am you had the same attitude that she had and again i can't blame you for it you yeah. came hard at me and you're coming hard <laughs> at me here today as well Canada's so cute. You guys are so yeah, cute. Right, oh, there are the little tiny signs and whatnot. <laughs> um, Tyler, tell everybody how they can uh, follow along with you on the internet. You're going to be are you in a live live tweet the movie next Sunday. Yeah, it seems to be that's a, that's a thing I got to do. It comes with a lot of anxiety, but yeah, that's that's what we do. Um, it's gotten a lot more fun. Yeah, you can uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter, Twitter, all those things at. Tyler underscore Hines. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, for I, both of the above. Instagram and, and Twitter Facebook. are both things. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then face uh, Facebook, uh, the fan group. I, I, I recommend people go join them because they're a lot of fun. Great. Um, uh, I just want to encourage, like, I don't want you to feel the weight 
Tyler to respond yeah. to everybody on yeah. Sunday. I don't Take want like I am giving you permission. Try. Uh-huh. Don't fall into the thirst traps, my friend. <laughs> And yeah. like, just, it's just, it's fine. Just let it go. They're going to be okay. I will say this. They're going to be if okay. Brand, if brand comments on your stubble or your, just your looks in general, if you leave him alone yeah. after three or four, he'll stop. Dude. No, I'm going to create a, I'm going to create a burner account and just mess with you all the long. <laughs> yeah. You'll see. You'll truly Take see. Take your much shirt off. What are you doing? Well, hold on. Here's a perfect example. I asked you, Brand, yeah. if you guys had some, you know, for the award show that you guys did, because I wanted to shout you out, That's if right. you guys had something of me That's winning right. the award. You didn't even reply to me. How did but you I was not sitting reply here, to In him? my mind, yeah, this in is... my mind, I'm sitting there going like, <sighs> they, you know, they were kind enough to include me in their award show. You know, the yeah. other award show, they, they, they gave me a little thing with my face on it so I could post it and say thank you. And so I asked you for one, even though I felt kind of weird because I'm like, well, no, here's I'm going no, 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 to pile on. No, I'm going to pile on here. This guy, I just, if you're listening and not sure about what Tyler's saying, this guy reached out to us. We unsolicited and said, I would like to post you, your podcast on my social media. I would like to do that <laughs> for you out of the goodness of my heart. And we ghosted him. That's what happened. Left on scene. Just absolutely. And I felt, I felt how I imagined all my fans would feel if they saw me see their thing and then just leave it there. They would go, I understand, but it hurts a bit. Just DOA. I want to say, first of all, that I'm very, I'm very apologetic about this. I I will, I'm not going to try to defend myself because that would be silly. I will say. um, Can can I, can I project what I I feel like your thought process? Yeah, go ahead. I feel like you were like, I don't have that material. I didn't give it for anybody else. So I don't know what to answer him, but I might come back to it later when we maybe make that material and then I'll reply to him. Is my, that what you thought? My goal, Tyler, was to pull the clip because it was video to pull the clip of you winning. Yeah. And I just did okay. it. But, but, and there's no excuse <laughs> for that. I will say, I don't, I don't usually check. Uh, Instagram. Dan does this, and so I found out secondhand. I texted so him. So Dan told me, oh. and then I it fe- then I've, it fell through the cracks, which is still on me. Yeah. But I my I, I my thing is if if you want to get in contact with me, Tyler, just get in contact with me. You don't have to go. Oh gosh, right. how like, are you turning hey, this back Tyler, around on Tyler? Hunt if you, right listen, now. if you want to get, I some, thought that was you on. I thought that was yours. I thought well, you were the one. Here's in the thing, Tyler. I've talked to you a few times on the Instagram Messenger, but when it comes to the okay. when it comes to posting the socials. I don't do any of that. Yeah. I'm not like, I'm okay. just, I don't do any of it. He makes all the art, yeah. all the he stuff. He responds to people. Yeah. I, I respond don't do to that. people yeah. on a regular basis. I'm the guy that you're talking to. If you're on Instagram, post it, like asking us about a movie. It's me. But he, oh, okay. he, I texted him and I said, Hey, Tyler sent us this thing. He wants to post. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell him. I, I probably should have said, I probably should have said, Hey, uh, Hey, I don't know. I'll ask brand, but I just thought brand would yeah. hop in there. At any I did point, not, I did not hop in. I did so, not hop in. I'm glad we're doing this now. have access to the account. Yeah, you yeah, both have passwords yeah. We both okay. got the same. So I don't know yeah. who I'm talking to. If I'm talking to one of you, I'll those. try my best to tell you from now on. Um, okay, and, yeah. in that regard, and I, that, that's how I'll reach out to you for a film and a movie. Cause that's happening. I'm going to bring you on to do that. Well, let's go. I I only uh, I talk exclusively through uh, FaceTime. So if you want to contact me, <laughs> I need to see you. I, I need to, to see. Face. 
this I I will say I am that I saw this meme not too long ago that like like just I felt so seen in this moment. And the the meme the meme said, <laughs> I have not put my phone down into that since 2005, but don't expect me to text you back anytime soon. Yeah. That's me. Yep. I just have such a hard time like I see it. The problem is is I I see text messages and I want to give them the time that they deserve. And so I'm like yes. I'll come back to it and then I don't. And that's, it's a, it is a fatal flaw on my, cause I, I have all the right intentions and I have, I'm just the worst at follow through. But isn't, but isn't this like, to me, there is a whole psychology behind text, Instagram, all these interactions. And it is a cesspool of confusion because everybody is going through their own personal journey when they read a text, wanting to reply, usually nine times out of 10 with the best intentions, but things get misinterpreted. This is why I try to make my relationship with this phone device the most genuine and simplistic as I can. I don't claim that I answer everybody. I don't claim that I will give you, you know, the most entertaining responses. I just try to genuinely interact with it in a way that keeps my sanity and hopefully is as courteous as I would be in person as I should be on a phone yes. or a text message. So but here's the thing. This is very un unnecessary for anybody else to hear this, but here we are. We're here now. <laughs> here we are. So, an hour and a half. So, yeah, this is what we're doing. This is why you listen to podcasts. So one of, one, of, one of my uh, like love languages, Tyler, to put it that way, is, is personal time. And so yeah. I always want to make sure if I'm talking to you that you're getting my best. Which is yeah. why I have such a hard time with text messages because it's just like I like I want to like have this whole conversation with you where it's not necessary yeah. usually it's not a whole conversation and so and I also have this this thing that not many people know about where I can't um, like I can't I don't have a good imagination I can't picture things in my mind and so okay. when I am talking to somebody I want to see them which is why I do actually do FaceTime for the most part, because I like to be able to see you because I, I don't remember what you look like in my mind, which is like apparently something that less than like 10% of the people yeah. have. It's a weird thing that I have. And so I like to be like, I want to be like, I want to feel connected to you as yeah. a person. And so that's why I have such a hard and time. Tyler, if you dig through all of those, that sad story and excuses, you'll find an apology in there somewhere. Like if you take it to the tape, <laughs> like what you, I'm trying to no there's no apology necessary because <laughs> I assume I know that. I, I assume there's a journey on the other end that's taking place that I'm not privy to. And I, and I know I don't get offended by any of these things because oh, I don't expect anything. From a, from a business perspective, I'm sorry, but from a personal perspective, <laughs> I'm just looking for more than you were willing to give in that moment. And that's on me. That's on me, man. That's on me. Um, well, we made it through that, everybody. We did it. Uh, it was always you coming up next Sunday on the Hallmark Channel. Sa Sunday or Saturday? Sa Saturday, I'm Saturday, sorry. Yep. Next Saturday. Uh, watch Tyler um, have a, a sketchy relationship with his brother's fiance only on the Hallmark Channel. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, until next time, may we be the first to wish you, Tyler, a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Deck the Hallmark is a Bramble Jam podcast. It's produced by Brandon Gray and presented by Friendly TV. Our lovely set is decorated by Plum Home Decor. You can check them out at plumonmain.com. For more information on Bramble Jam podcast, go to bramblejampodcast.com. And to hear every Bramble Jam podcast ad-free, go to bramblejamplus.com.